And hello, I'm Gary Neese, and it's time for the Coach Mark Smith Show as we are going to talk for the next half hour St. Bonaventure basketball. Uh, the Bonnie's on a little bit of a run right now as they get towards the end of the season. Four wins out of the last five, including uh, last night's victory over Loyal of Chicago as we uh, tape this uh, after the game last night. Now, uh, Coach, first off, uh, win number 300. Congratulations on that uh, with the Bonnies. And uh, uh, as you mentioned in the postgame show on, on the Bonnies Online Network last night, uh, it just means that you're old and you've had a lot of good players. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. It, um, I've been here a long time. When you accumulate that, those many wins, yeah, you, you're out of place um, an extended period of time. And, and it's about the players. And, and, you know, some people may look at it as like, no, okay, you know, there's coaching involved. Like, our job as coaches is to is try to put the kids in the best position to be successful. Um, you know, get them open shots and so forth. But they have to make the plays. And, and I always say, you know, you've never seen a good team with bad players. It's about players. And, and I, I think coaches get too much credit when we win. And they get too much, they get critiqued too much or criticized too much when they lose. It's, we don't win. You know, and like 300 wins or whatever. Like I haven't made a basket, you know, since 1985. <laughs> that counted, you know, maybe in the you know the, the 30 yeah. and over league in, in North Attleboro. But um, it's about players, and I've been really lucky to have really good players um, that have, you know, played really well and, and have won a lot of games. And that's what it's about. It's and 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 I joke with the players in in the locker room a lot of times, and I say, you know, something. Coaches don't lose either. You guys lose. You know, and it's mm -hmm. just, um, you know, it's, it's a credit to our, our, our program. It's a credit to the assistant coaches who, who bring these players in, um, work with them every day, strength and condition with Coach Fisk. There's so many people involved um, in having a, a successful basketball program. And, you know, I get a lot of credit for it because, quote, I'm the boss. But there's so many people involved that, you know, we, I, I can't do it myself. And, um, but it, the bottom line is the better the players the more games you're going to win. All right. I recently had my 850th game, and the first question that came out, what was your best game? What was your favorite game? You got 850 games to try to, do, to answer a question in three seconds. I'm going to ask you the same question. Any, any game stand out? Yeah, I, I think, you know, like the UCLA game, mm -hmm. you know, with all the, you know, the, the history behind it, um, you know, that, that, that was a neat one. I, I think that the game here in 2012, where we beat um, St. Joe's, mm -hmm. I, I thought that that really like catapulted us, because if we don't win that game um, in overtime, then we don't get a um, top four, right. we don't get a uh, a, a, a buy, mm -hmm. we don't have to win four games, and, and really, you know, we win three, we win that game, we go down, we win three games, and you know, and and now we're on the national map again. Mm -hmm. you know, we go to the NCAA tournament. Um, that game with, you know, Andrews hitting threes and Matthew Wright hit that big three in the corner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, and then, and then our, you know, you remember the bad ones like the VCU game that we lost, <laughs> you know, when the, the court storm. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. You know, um, but the UCLA game was, to, to me, um, was, was a, a special game. And, and I, I'll, I won't forget, the, you know, the VCU game, um, you know, at Dayton Arena. Um, oh, the, the championship the game, COVID. yeah, with COVID, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, and there's only 300 people in the stands or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, so there, there, there's some, you know, there, there's some good memories. And, um, but there's, there's a lot of games, a lot of players um, that, that, you know, you can remember a lot of uh, positive things.
All right, there's something to look at uh, down the road. When you, when yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I'm old, um, and there's going to come a time when you can look back. Um, but as you're going through it, it's just, mm. you know, even like last night, we had a great win, but you know, now, now we're thinking about George Washington. You know, and then, like when you retire, that that's when you can look back and and really cherish you know, those moments. I think, and it's sad that you're we're in this business where, you know, you have a big win, but you know, you you think about it for you know an hour, you go to the eatery and have a couple beers, but then. When you wake up the next morning, it's it's over, and you're thinking about the next mm -hmm. opponent. So, a lot of times in coaching, you, you don't really have that time to to really, you know, take a deep breath and say, "Man, that that was a that was a good accomplishment." All right. Well, here's the time to take a deep breath. You've got a week. You've got the bye. Yeah. Uh, kind of late in the season, but but this is the way it works out. So you've got uh, a weekend. Uh, where you can uh, prepare, you can sleep in, you can do whatever you I don't want know about to. Sleeping in, <laughs> um, but no, it's it's um, you know we, we have two bye weeks, um, you know especially now with with the fifteen mm -hmm. uh, team um, Atlantic Ten conference, um, but it's we our first week we had the second week of of the Atlantic Ten we had right. a bye, which you don't want that, right? Um, and, and really, you don't want one right at the end. You want it, you know, like the the fifth in the eighth week, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm um, But I think, you know, looking back now, it's like we're a little bumped and bruised, um, you know, so we'll take a couple of days off and, um, you know, get out of the gym, get away from it a little bit and do some, you know, team building stuff. We'll go bowling and you know, <laughs> do some team stuff uh, and then go back to work on Friday and, and, and get ready for a, a George Washington team. So, All right. And, and, and the question uh, that comes along with this by, your your opinion on you've got two wins in a row. You're on a on a roll. You'd want to get right back on the court, or yeah, it's yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what what's best. You know, if you <laughs> if you're on a losing streak, do you want to take a week off? You yeah. know, and, and then and think about <laughs> yeah. that those losses, or do you want to take a week off after you've won? You know, mm -hmm. four of the five games. So I, I don't know what's what, what the right situation is. We just have to make sure that we're prepared. Um, for next Wednesday. All right, well, let's take a look back on these last five games. We'll start with the game in Fordham. Uh, you, the Rams came into Riley Center right after you got back from, from Virginia and uh, took the game away from us. 80-74 to 74 was that game. Uh, this time you go down there, and uh, again, Fordham, uh, with that unique defense, uh, they will throw everything at you. Uh, sometimes it looks like there's eight Ram players on the floor, the way they, they handle it. But you handled it well, and, and you got uh, a great performance from Asa in that game that really broke their defense. Yeah, you know, coming off, we, we had a tough... Um, home game against Duquesne um, the game before and um, you know and going down to, to uh, Rose Hill you know it's going to be a difficult game uh, the court always seems like it's smaller narrower um, and, and, you're, and you're right they played multiple defenses they play extremely hard it's always a you know every time we go down there it's like a rock fight um, but I, I thought our guys really responded um, we didn't play great against Duquesne especially in the second half um, but I think we, we responded we came out um, aggressively, we had, we, had a, we had a really positive mindset, and and you know Jan, I still call him Jan. Um, Jan is <laughs> um, you know played extremely well, seven out of eight threes, and um, but I thought we defended, um, we rebounded, we took care of the basketball, we never got really sped up, um, and we went into the halftime. We were, I think we we're up by twenty, mm -hmm. um, and I you know as I tell the team all the time, you know no game is won at halftime. Um, you got to make sure you come out the second half, and the first four minutes of the second half is is, is really important. 
Um, and I, I just thought that we played a really a complete game. And we haven't been doing that consistently. Uh, but I thought, you know, coming off the Duquesne loss, I, I thought that was the best performance that we've had in, in, in the Atlantic 10. Um, we've had some good games in, in the non-conference, but I, I thought that was the best 40 minutes of basketball at, at both ends. All right, and you come home, you've got Davidson, uh, and Davidson's one of those teams that, uh, again, we talk about uniqueness of, of their program. The offense uh, is complicated, and it takes a while to learn the offense, but you've only got like two days to teach the guys what they do, and, and that's, that's, that's uh, something where coaching comes into play. But uh, well, the game was a great game, but let's talk about that ending, uh, the wild yeah. ending at the end of the game, and everybody was right at the edge of their seats waiting for the officials to make the call. Yeah, you know, it, like you said, that Davidson plays a unique style, and, and they've had really close games. They've lost a number of over, overtime games, two or three-point games. So we knew it was going to be a difficult game in, in the style and, and all that. Um, and I thought we played well at, at, for the most part. And we were up by seven at one point, mm -hmm. ten at one point. They came back. And, and then the end of the game, like, you know, when that ball went in, you know, they shot it, they rebounded the ball, went around, and, he shot it, and you know, it's like I'm sitting there going, "Oh my God!" Is it, you know, it's like because as a coach, you're always looking for the next play, you mm -hmm. know. And so now the ball goes in, they're going to the camera, and I'm thinking about, you know, always you gotta always look at it from the worst standpoint. It's like, man, they're gonna, it's it's a three. We're gonna go in the double overtime. You know, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna run? Um, but it was torture, you know. For <laughs> I don't know how long it lasted. It seemed like it lasted 15 minutes. Um, and, and I'm like, like, what is going on? It's like, is it this close? And, and then finally they came over and, and, and almost like the referees weren't even like excited about it. They just say, yeah, the foot was on the line. And I was thinking like, why did it take so long? <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, it was three seconds on the uh, point three. And, you know, I knew, you know, point three, in order for them to score, you know, it's gotta be a tip. Right. Um, so I just needed to inbound the, the ball. And, you know, once we did that, it was relief. But I, I'm telling you what, it was, you know, I've done this a long time, that, and there's only a few times in, in my career where I'm sitting there like, like I was like tortured, <laughs> like, like w what is happening? Is it does is it really going to count or not? Because uh, it was a huge game. It was sure. a huge game, and, and um, you know, and I thought our guys played well enough to win. Um, but you know, as I said after the game. I think the Franciscans went out there and, <laughs> yeah. and widened that, that three-point line just a little bit. Just a little bit. As I, as I said, you won by an inch. We won by an inch. <laughs> yeah, it might have been less than an inch. <laughs> so uh, two wins, and uh, we'll, we'll take a, a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll talk about the last three games that have taken place over the last 10 days. And, uh, again, uh, let's uh, continue on now with LaSalle. Uh, road trip. Two games. Uh, you know, you got the two games. Uh, you had a, a nice home record. You try to steal them on the road, yeah. and, and LaSalle down there at the bottom, but for whatever reason, uh, Tom Gola is still haunting that I think place. Still, I think Tom still plays. He might. Um, we've never had, and, and, and LaSalle, not just us, but LaSalle plays really well at home, and they always have really good guards. Um, the way they, they play, you know, is we have a hard time playing against it. They space you out. They play with five guards. Uh, and they've always done, even when they had Doc out there yeah. as the head coach, they always spaced it out, and they were they were just difficult. And you know, for whatever reason, you know, they they call it the attic. It's on the third floor. It's not <laughs> the best place. You know, the the, the locker room is not great. Um, it's just a difficult place to play, and and they play really well at home. And um, you know, usually we don't make shots. 
They make shots. You know, they were striving. I think they were last in the league in three-point field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. And I think they made five, the first five. Yeah. You know, and so you're sitting on the bench as the coach going, oh, here we go again. Um, and we hung in there. We hung in there. We just didn't have – our offense wasn't clicking, and it really affected our defense. And then they spaced us out. Um, and when teams space us out, we don't have great one-on-one defenders. Uh, and then when they go small and they have a five-man that's really like a four-man, now we have our five-man, Chad and Noel, trying to guard – a foreman in space, and it, and it's really really difficult. And like to beat LaSalle, you you've got to be able to score the basketball, and and we didn't do a good job at at that. And they were switching everything. And um, yeah, it, it, at one point it, when we were doing the broadcast, uh, it just looked like LaSalle's philosophy was. We don't care if Chad Benning scores 50 points. The other guys aren't going to score. So they, they held everybody back. Chad yeah. got his points. Yeah. But, uh, but no one else really uh, came yeah, through for you. Try, I don't know. It's just that we didn't have any energy. And it was just, you know, there's, whatever, 500 people at the game. Mm-hmm. It's just the environment's not great. And, and they played well at home. And, you know, Coach, coach Dunphy's a really good coach. And um, we just have difficulties there. And, and I told the story, you know, whatever it was, four or five years ago, we lost LaSalle. We were on a double trip. Yeah. We lost to LaSalle, then we went to Dayton, and we beat Dayton. You mm-hmm. know, so it's things happen, and you're not going to play your best basketball every night. That's just how it is. It's just, and, and as I said in the press conference yesterday, when we don't play well, everybody knows. Like, you know, we're Bonaventure basketball. A lot of people have bad days at work, but mm-hmm. no one knows. You know, maybe you because you're on, uh, on radio. Yeah, yeah. But most people, it's like it's private. Like, I, I've had a bad day. But when we have a bad day, everybody knows, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you're going to have those days and, and it's how you deal with it uh, and, and then, you know, how you bounce back. And, and I thought we've done a really good job um, coming off uh, of that LaSalle game where it was disappointing that, you know, we came back, we bounced back and we played well, Suns. All right. So, so it's a, it's a two game road trip. You, you leave Philadelphia that night, get to UMass, couple of days of practice. And you face a UMass team that has come on strong over the last uh, several games. Uh, they've had really good, uh, and we've gone there the last two or three times, and there's no atmosphere. It's a 10,000-seat arena. Uh, you're lucky to see 3,000 people, and there's quite a few Bonifans fans there. Yes. Uh, so, you know, their program was down a little bit. Hockey has kind of taken over the Amherst campus. They've got a very good national hockey team. But uh, we walk in there Saturday afternoon. There's 7,500 people there. They're loud. They're boisterous. And, uh, and uh, you've got a game on your hands. And, of course, beating them here earlier, 13-point deficit you overcame in that game. Uh, you got down early in this game. But uh, this time, uh, your team came back strong. Yeah. We knew it was going to be a difficult game. Um, you know, it was a tough game here. Um, you know, we found a way. We got to the foul line here. Um, you know, and it's just those double trips that are, are difficult, especially when you lose your first game. Then you get to go there and you're in the hotel for two days. It felt like we were in Hammerhurst for a, a week. Um, but I thought our guys, you know, UMass is a really physical team. Um, they're the, the leading scoring team in the league, the, the, the leading offensive rebounding team in the league. Uh, they really attack the, the, the paint. And, and I thought our guys did a really good job. You know, we, I think we outscored them in the paint like 42 to 26. Um, you know, we defended, we rebounded, um, and then at the end of the game, you know, and, and like you said, they got off early on us, but we fought back, and, and I thought we really responded, just like we did when we lost to Duquesne and went to Fordham. When we lost to LaSalle, we, I, I thought our guys really showed a lot of character, because and, 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 it's not easy. 
you know, when, you, when you're on the road and you lose one and now you're going to another place and you know it's going to be a difficult game. Um, but I thought our guys really responded to, to some adversity, especially getting down early. Um, and then we made plays at the end. They, they cut it and they tied it up, I think, 66-66 right. with like, you know, three minutes left. And, you know, the ball went up. Moses got an offensive rebound, put back. You know, I think, you know, maybe a possession later, Moses got another offensive rebound. Um, Jan shot it, missed it. Chuck got an offensive rebound, kicked it out to Micah, hit a three. You know, so those are the play. That's how you win. And it has nothing to do with coaching. It just has, you know, the ball's in the air. Who wants it? And, mm-hmm. and we wanted it. And, you know, Moses did a great job getting those two offensive rebounds. Chuck got it. Um, and then we made a big shot. And then we, you know, we closed it out with foul shots. Yeah, and uh, speaking of wanting the ball in that game, uh, Chad Venning, uh, was the only guy that touched the ball on the on the UMass end at the end of the game. He uh, shot yeah. was missed. It was his ball. He was yes. going to get it. And yes. then and then he made uh, probably his best ball handling play after after what had happened before the half. Yeah, uh, yeah. that wasn't he, good. No, he but he he redeemed himself yeah. with uh, the play. He turned around. He was wanted to give it to Micah so bad, but Micah was double teamed. Yeah. So he took three dribbles and. That forced UMass to come at him, left Asa all alone. He just lobbed it over their heads. Didn't and, uh, make, it didn't make me too comfortable <laughs> Chad was handling the ball. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I saw that pass go over the top to Jan, um, I still wasn't too comfortable because now Jan's going up for a dunk, and I can just picture <laughs> the ball hitting the back of the rim, going to half court, <laughs> them getting it one pass three. Yeah. You know, as a coach, you always look at it. You know, what is the worst case mm-hmm. in that was the worst case, but we made we made plays. We all scored, I think, eight to one yeah. to, to finish the game. Um, you know, so we showed some. Like I said, we showed some character, um, some toughness, some mental toughness, um, and it was a good win because that that game was really for for fifth place, right? You know, and um, and being able to beat them twice now with a tiebreaker, you know, we, we get we get the tiebreaker. All right, and so now it's back home. You've got, and, and your award for winning in UMass is to take on the number one team yeah. in the conference. Uh, you've got Loyola Chicago coming in. They're on a seven-game winning streak. They just totally dismantled George Mason uh, right after our game on TV. Uh, they were, you know, just dismantled George Mason by 21. Uh, and they come in here, and as we talked yesterday for the pregame show uh, for the Bonnie's Online Network, and and you said they've got four ball handlers. You said that's what makes them so tough. They're not going to count on, on Norris to do all the ball handling. They're going to get the ball, and if it's not the center, somebody's running down the court with that yeah, ball. Yeah, I thought, you know, watching, watching um, tape of them, um, George Mason game and other games prior, I, I thought they were the best team in the league. Not because they have better talent, but I, I thought they were the deepest team. They play 11 guys. You know, they, and the hard thing about it is, like, those 11 guys, they can all play. And they can all score. Like against George Mason, they, they won by whatever, 21 or 25. Mm-hmm. And the leading scorer was 10 points. Mm-hmm. Right, they scored 80 points. And the leading score was 10 points. So they run really good offense. They really defend. Uh, they're tough. They're, they're, you know, they're older. They're experienced. Um, you know, so watching tape, uh, I was like, you know, concerned. You mm-hmm. know, that, like we, we got to really, really play well if we're going to beat these guys. And. Then I wake up in the morning and, and someone texts me and says that we're a three and a half point favorite. <laughs> I'm like, Vegas knows something I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought we, you know, we, and the other thing that was a concern is like they always get off to good starts. Mm-hmm. They played St. Joe's out, out there, you know, two weeks ago and they, up, they got up 14 to nothing. And so one of the things, you know, before the game is that, hey, we got to get off to a good start. We can't, you know, we can't fall behind. And, and the game starts and, 
it's six to nothing, mm -hmm. down. Um, so that's how much coaching is, in, is how much they <laughs> listen to me. Um, but I thought after the 6-0, we, we, really, we really got used to their speed and what they were running. In, and I thought we did a that, – that was the best defensive game that we've had all year. Um, you know, we did a good job of switching one through four. We did a good job, you know, inside on the big guys. Um, you know, they, they shoot a lot of threes. I, I thought we did a good job defending the threes. And they run good actions. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought our guys really, their IQs were really good yesterday. They, could, they were reading stuff, and we really did a good job. We had, you know, and, and, and Loyola's a really good half-court defensive team. And so it's really hard to score against a set defense, especially them. Um, so one of the keys was, you know, points off of turnovers and fast break points. And at, at half, it was 19 to nothing. In fast in points off turnovers, um, and then I think it was four to nothing or, or six to nothing in fast mm -hmm. break points. So that's why we won. You know, it's like and at the end of the game, I think it was twenty four to twenty four to four, four yeah. fast um, points off turnovers. Mm -hmm. So we, we were able to to create turnovers and, and, and turn those turn out good defense into good offense. Uh, and then we got to the foul line twenty nine times and we made, and we made twenty six. Um, you know, which is which is critical. Yeah, and, and uh, one of the, you talk about the points off turnovers. Now, you had 14 turnovers yourself, mm -hmm. but they only got four points off exactly. those turnovers. And, yeah. and so that shows you how well you were playing defensively. They, did, they got a couple of easy breakaways for those, for those four points yeah. off the turnovers, but the other times you turned the ball over, you stopped them. Yeah, that and some of them were like dead ball turnovers. And mm -hmm. we turned over like two or three times at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I thought our guys did a really good job of, of, of handling the ball. Um, you know, I, I thought we didn't execute perfectly, but I, I thought we did a good job of, of attacking them because they really get into you. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought we did a good job of getting the ball to the paint, um, you know, getting Noel and, and Chad involved. And I, and I thought Noel was, was a huge key. You know, Chad, um, you know, didn't play his best basketball mm -hmm. yesterday. And, and I thought Noel was, you know, as I said in the press conference after the game, I thought he was like the unsung hero. Um, he's done a really good job for us the whole year. Um, and then Barry Evans did uh, a great job, especially defensively, um, on Alston blocking shots. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and Mo Moses had eight rebounds. Which yeah, you could high. you could run down the roster. And, yeah, and, everybody and, did their. Everybody had their role, and, and they really, they really did a great job in their roles. They're, they're, you know, we talk we talk about it all the time. It's like they, they, you know, their roles. They have to play at an A plus level, and I, I thought all of our guys did that. All right, so uh, at the break, uh, with two games to go, 9-7 and seven in the conference and 18-10 and 10 overall. And uh, as we said, you know, a chance to, to get uh, healed up a little bit and then uh, finish up with at George Washington and then a home against St. Louis. And then it's off to the A-10s. Yeah, so. that's the goal. It's like, you know, when we lost against LaSalle, there was four games left. And we wanted, you know, we had a little, you know, four-game season mm -hmm. and we wanted to go 4-0 and and you know, you can't go 4-0 until you get 1-0 and 2-0. And, and and now we're, you know, we're at the third game. And, you know, hopefully we can prepare well and, and play well. George Washington will be a tough game. We don't play well down there. Um, and uh, Bishop was the and, player of the week. Yeah, Bishop, is, yeah. you know, he can score. He can go and score 40 against you. Um, so, you know, we have a week to prepare. And, you know, like I said, you know, try, try to get healthier. Um, and then hopefully go down there and play well. 
All right, uh, a couple of other items that came up uh, during the week. Of course, uh, uh, last Saturday it really uh, came out the court storming at Wake Forest. Uh, Duke uh, Filipowski gets hurt by a, a student uh, hitting the floor, and, uh, and the cries are out now. You've got to stop the court storming. Now, we had our own incident. You mentioned it earlier yeah, in the show. Yeah. We lost a game. We lost a game. Yeah, I, I, I don't know when it started or why it started, um, but it, it, something needs to be done. And I don't know wh how, how you fix it, but the, the problem is it's not the fans storming the court. For the, you're not concerned about the safety of the home team. It's the safety of the opposition mm -hmm. because you know there, there's a lot of emotion going around and a student goes and, and bumps into one of the players and the, the, the player had just just lost the game he's so, not in a good mood no no and, and, and it just things ugly things can happen and you know with the Duke play getting hurt right now he got hurt and hopefully he's not you know mm. he's not seriously hurt but it, it, it's more than that. Someone, someone could get, you know, one of these players, and these are big guys. They lose their temper. Someone hits, hits them, mm -hmm. and they hit them back. And now you're talking about. Yeah, you've got, you've got a thousand, thousand people that could start a brawl. Yes, yes. So something has to be done. And, you know, some people are going out and, you know, talking about giving citations and stuff. I don't think that's the way to go. <laughs> um, you know, you're not going to give, you know, a thousand, or, or even like a football game. What are you going to give mm -hmm. out, you know, Mm -hmm. 50,000 citations. Um, I just think that, you know, they're trying to do it where they find the school. Uh, I'm not sure if that's an, an effective way, but we, we got to find something. Um, and, and, and the problem, too, is, like, you don't have, you can't pay for all this security either. You can't have 50 security guards surrounding the court. So I, I don't know, but it, it, something has to be done before somebody really gets hurt. Yeah, I know that they they put a protocol in place uh, after that incident with VCU several years ago, and and they've done a good job. Uh, you know, there is enough security on yeah. hand, but uh, it's just difficult. Yeah, it's just difficult, and, and it's just you just don't want something to to happen tragically. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, and, and that's you know someone you know like the Duke player. Like I said, hopefully he, he's fine, but things can get worse than that. And, yeah, you know, and, and you know these guys are big guys. You got to find some other way to celebrate. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about the other news that came in earlier this week. Uh, looks like uh, UMass is going to leave the conference. Uh, they were officially invited to join the Mid American Conference, and and this is a football move by UMass, uh, not a not a basketball move. They wanted their program to get into the upper echelon of Division One, yeah. and and I think that was the sole reason for moving. Yeah, it, it, that that's it's money. Everything's mm -hmm. money, and that's. Um, Football drives everything, and you can't win being an independent. You know, Notre Dame can because right. it's Notre Dame, but UMass can't, and Connecticut can't, and that's why Connecticut's trying to find something. You know, so I, I think, you know, UMass was a basketball school, mm -hmm. and, and it just tells you how important football is, where you can take a basketball school and just say, forget about the tradition of that we, we've got to go to this this conference because it's going to help our quote football program who hasn't won in right years right. Mm -hmm. but they're, they're looking you know try to get relevant in football so i would assume the next turn of conferences 
that they can get into the AAC or Conference USA or mm -hmm. and make more money. You know, it's it's just it's disappointing because UMass has has been such. A, a, a great member of the Atlantic Ten. Yeah, well, they were a charter member. They were they charter were, member, yeah. and they've had a ton of success. Um, and when people talk about UMass, they, it, instantaneously, it's like, hey, that's UMass. That's Canby mm -hmm. and Calipari, and right. you know. And for them to, it, it's a shame. I understand why they're doing it, um, but it, it's 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 hard. And and I would think it would be hard for the players. You know, they went there because the Atlantic Ten is is a drawer in recruiting. And now, nothing against the MAC, but I think the MAC is like the 16th best conference in the country, where the Atlantic 10 is the eighth best conference. And you know, the, the television, the exposure is so much more. So um, it's it's disappointing. It's disappointing to our league, um, but you know, hopefully it works out for them. Yeah, and and you, I know that Bernadette McGlade is is down there in the office, going, "We're going to find a team uh, yeah. to take their place." Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of teams that want to get into the Atlantic 10. Um, but we got to, we got to, you know, hopefully, and we have a lot of confidence in Bernadette um, and, and her staff that they'll make the, the right decision and, and, and bring in, you know, another team or, or, or two. All right. Well, Coach, uh, 